Hello and welcome to Kinship Connects, a podcast from SDA Kinship, sharing our stories and our journeys. My name is Floyd Pönitz, and today it is my privilege to speak with Sergio Pinson. Did I say that right? Yeah, you said it right. <laughs> okay, good, good. Welcome. I'm glad you're joining us today. Uh, so tell me, where where are you located in the world? Thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm look. I'm in Sydney, Australia. Um, originally from Venezuela, though. Venezuela. Okay. How long have you been in Australia? Been ten years now. Wow. Okay. Okay. No, it's okay. been a while. <laughs> great. Great. It's home for you now. You it's, home, like it's home. Yeah. Oh, I try. I try to make it home. <laughs> okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. So let's go back to Venezuela then. You said you were born and grew up in Venezuela? That's correct, yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, like I was born in um, El Guayabo, so Maracaibo, but I grew up in Maracaibo, which is uh, like an hour away fly from um, Caracas, the capital. Okay. It's um, all the uh, tropical weather, um, it's the oil state, or used to be the oil state, with all the oh. wealth. Um, wow. It's very, it's the opposition in, in terms of politics, it's the opposition of the um, current government. So okay. um, it's a quite interesting state to live in. Sounds like paradise. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I have, I grew up with my, my mother, my my dad, my stepfather, actually, and never get to meet my, my real father until I was 30. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that's a, an interesting story there. Um, and then, um, yeah, I studied engineering in, um, in the local university. So back in, back, back in Venezuela, we studied in public universities, quite hard to get to those universities. Um, uh, studied engineering, um, then when I was 26, I decided um, to make a change based on what was happening there. And then I moved to start looking and then Australia was, you know, the best option for me. Wow. Wow. That sounds Big great. Pain. Sounds great. <laughs> so yeah, uh, before we get to Australia, let me take another step back again. Uh, did you grow up in a religious home or what kind of uh, family religious did you grow up in? Yeah, um, so I guess I developed from a very early age this connection with God. Um, I guess it was influenced a lot by my grandma. So my grandma was a Christian woman who couldn't read. And, and the, the time that she visited us, she always asked me to read the Bible for her. So. Wow. Um, I imagine myself like reading all these stories in the Bible that I saw like Job or like Moses. For me, it was like, wow. And there wasn't any other book, child book that could like overcome that, you know? So right. um, it was amazing for me and I enjoyed Um And then she sort of, um, she was like, my mother was a very hostile woman and I don't want to, she doesn't speak English, but probably she will. But she was very strict woman, you know, like okay. um, so my grandma was like that lovely kind of like maternal side that my mom, do you know what you how you think about your mom or how you think or how you usually expect your mom to be, you know. So 
I developed this connection from my grandma. Um, we were very close and I used to read the Bible for her. And then um, she invited me to church. You know, she initially was going to uh, Pentecostal uh, and then um, then later on she became Adventist, Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. Um, she died, she passed away when I was 15. Okay. Um, it was a very sad moment in my life, very hard. Um, but before that, like three years before that, I have this conflict of religions. So um, I was, I started going to the Catholic church and then like, um, I sort of drift apart from my, my grandma, but I still read read for her because she asked uh-huh. me to. I just didn't want to attend to church. Right. Um, and then, um, but sort of um, something that really got my attention was the way um, Seventh-day Adventists studied the Bible, which is a quite unique way, like with the devotional. Um, we use a lot of devotionals. Um, mm-hmm. So like uh, the 365 days devotional and then also um the pamphlets um for the sabbath school and i love the fact that i'm a very organized person i think i developed that from a very early age and also from my mom so like i i love the organization of everything so i used to read the bible and i like i was like wow this is i like this you know kind of in my head but i still was attending to the catholic church so it wasn't really until my grandma passed that I sort of start questioning a lot of things. And then at the same time, I, um, I, got a, I have an auntie, a seven-day Adventist ad, um, auntie. She never really baptized because she couldn't. Um, but I used to go and visit her which, in another city, which is like six hours from where I am, mm-hmm. where I was. And then um, I used to go and attend. And then we started talking about uh, revelations, you know, like all the... Right based and like so which is the part that you cannot interpret when you read a bible at such a short age right so that right. really got me and then i start going here and there saturdays and then i got this fascination for revelations and then i started um what is this book called uh the last event or like the, the conflict of the events mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then i was like oh my god so much you know like and then when I came back home I started attending church by myself you know um mm-hmm. so I think it was a call a direct call from God you know um and when I say I I was converted from a very early age is because also I have to go through um child abuse by myself I never told wow. anyone um yeah as such a short age. So I have to go through all that by myself. So the only person that it was really for me there, it was. And that's something that I don't usually share with. I share with friends here and there, um, but I, I share the fact that that's why I believe in God, because, you know, like how can you deal in such a short age and make good decisions in life? It's only a God behind all that, you know? Right, so, right. Um, so I started going to church and like, I um I baptized when I was 17. Um, in the Adventist church? Yeah. So that have been yeah. say what 20 years now. Okay. Church. So um obviously um 
but besides church, obviously, there have been times when when I'm being like very, um, what is it, what it would be the like, very devoted to it, and very like you know, I think we all have those moments of feeling like really close and really close gay. to God. Yeah. And there have been moments when you feel apart, but that's not necessarily because you've chosen that, but because of somehow um, the whole conflict between being gay or being trans or whatever is your condition or your or, or who you are, not condition, <laughs> correct. Um, um, correct in my language. Um, so yeah, like um, so I have a lot of moments when I sort of start experiencing my own my own life, you know, like living my own my own experiences, which I believe if I would have the right guidance, I would have made a lot of mistakes that I did, you know. So mm-hmm. um, but I never stopped going. I never, regardless of my experiences of going to the world and you know, doing whatever thing in the in the, in the gay environment. Um, I always have this connection with God. In fact, before go- coming here to Australia, I pray. I remember myself praying and being so close to God at that time. And even God showed me in a dream, you know, in a vivid, very vivid dream that I was like in a vote in an opera house, like only a God, the God that we believe can do that, you know, like, and that's something. So the only thing that I've been conflicted with, it's been being gay uh-huh, because uh-huh. that has never changed right and that has never changed not necessarily because i'm a child uh you know i was abused when i was a child or because um i didn't meet my father it, it just hasn't changed because that's who i am you know it took mm-hmm. me a while mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. understand that it took right. me a lot of work it took me going to the psychologist um, and then when I, um, so SDA, which I guess, I believe it will be the next question. Um, SDA, kinship, I was like kinship. I was like, wow, this is like new, new knowledge for me. This is, you know, like it was like, again, like being converted right. again, sort of thing. Right. Um, but before that, before that, I made another ministry called Coming Out. Okay, um, coming out I, ministries, yeah. Yeah, um, I like it, and I try to live in what they preach. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's so hard because what they basically preach is you need to you need to be celibate, you need to be single forever, you know. Right, right. You're only spiritual, and um, and you can do that. I mean, I try that. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work for two years. I was so unhappy. I was so empty inside. I was even becoming bitter, you know. So wow. yeah. I think I think in life we always have to sort of compare where are you, you know? And like, yeah, you have a relationship with God, but also you, you need to ask yourself what makes you happy. And that sort of allows you to have like because obviously there are guidelines and commandments and all that, you know, but mm-hmm. salvation is not because you, we meet all that. It's because we live a life in the best way possible, according to the, the, the word of God. That's it. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess there are no guidelines about so many things in, in the Bible for us, you know, like, right. should you go to a party or should, shouldn't you go? Should you go to the cinema or shouldn't go? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's always a decision based on right. that. So if you limit yourself so much, you suddenly get to a point where you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And it's only fair to feel like you need to be also happy, you know, like you need right. to love God that wants us to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe God also wants us to be happy, you know? Exactly. And that's the thing with a lot of Christians. Like, we impose these sort of um, limitations and and things and rules that we have to do according to their own experience. But I I think it's really important to to get to a point where you say, okay, this is who I am. Um, this is what I like to do. I need to compare it, how much benefit is actually bringing to my life. And then, you know, I think God sort of enjoy that we make those mistakes and we sort of make those comparisons. So we kind of yeah. sort of appreciate what is to have a quiet or what is to have a, 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 a like a deep connection with him. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So at what, what age did you realize that you were gay? or that you were different maybe from the other boys around you? Uh, and did you try dating girls in, in, you know, in Venezuela maybe? Did that work? Did you, or did you just immediately know, hey, I'm gay and, and this is me? All right, I'm going to be, um, look, I don't, I don't identify myself as bisexual. Um, or bisexual, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, just because I never, like at the beginning, like, but this is also a lot of discrimination in the gay community. Exactly. Um, right. So basically, I never have the openness to say, this is who I am. This is how mm-hmm. I feel. This is how I see it, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, when I was growing up um, in my fifteens, I, I was attracted to women, you know? I tried mm-hmm. to, to date women and all that. But then, as I said, my mom was so strict and so, like, that I didn't, quite experienced that I well, I sort of experienced that but just for a short bit and then um I, when I was in my last year of um high school I met this friend um he was gay and he sort of explained me how like the whole gay and like how it was everything I was like wow I didn't I didn't have any information whatsoever back there I don't right. know if he's I, I believe that it's totally different nowadays, but mm-hmm. um, back then it was like new knowledge. There wasn't that openness, you know, like right. I, like I grew up in a country where um, I believe that we open-minded, but not that open-minded, you know, like there's right. a lot of like discrimination and a lot of like um, people calling your names if they know that you're gay or you're a feminine, right. like there's not that acceptance or, or that movement of acceptance that is nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I never, I had that for probably the first years of high school. And then, um, and then you change, you need to become more serious. You need to become more straight acting. Right. Because that Life gets real. They're happy to fit in, you know, to, yeah. to avoid that, that, um bullying from from mm-hmm. your from your from your colleagues so from your students from your peers so um then um i think that's when i started i must say when i was 17 
I, I always was attracted to men, uh, but I also feel like I, I was also attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Um, I just ne- I, I just never experienced it. I, I never allow myself to experience it more with women because when you start dating guys, it sort of become a thing in the community. You either gay, but you know you cannot be bisexual. You cannot be. You cannot like both kind of thing. Right. 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 Um, here is obviously more acceptance and it's more open and all that. But back then it wasn't. So my friends who were gay and I started hanging out with after I finished um, high school, they didn't quite, they didn't even believe me. They thought I was just trying to be this person that I wasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of stopped. I gave up on woman for, for a long time. And then I started going to uni. I made my first partner um, at the time. And, and then... But I was conflicted inside, you know. I was like, oh, this happened to me because I was child, I was abused as a child. Um, right. or, or, you know, like, or, or the whole really, the whole religious or the whole, I will call it religious because rather than spiritual, you know, like um, I was conflicted with all that. So it, it didn't quite work, went well. I was 18, 19. So yep. to be, Fairly honest, it wasn't until my 33 that I really came to the realization, which it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is the way. This is what I like. You know, I've been dating guys for this long and I have to come to terms with this because I can't just be like, you know, that person, you need to change. I like, I fight it for so long, you mm-hmm. know, to, to be this person or to try to live by these standards. And I, and I just came to, and then I met this person, this um, one of my exes or my last exes, that it was someone who helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that he said to me, and do you think God doesn't know that you're gay and you do all these things, you know? He said <laughs> that to me and that sort of resonated with me a lot. And yeah. I, like, I was like, well, that's true. You know, so why? And then when I, that's when I started sort of living a, a more balanced life because before I have a lot of periods when I was like wild, you know, like like any other person, sure, which I'm not sure. very proud of, you know. And I think, and obviously that changed the relationship with that, you know. And that's right. when I sort of start like thinking, you know what, this is something needs to change in me to because i need to come to terms and then i start going to the psychologies and i start doing my work and instead of accepting myself and recently like about a year ago i start looking for okay there needs to be a seven day advantage where that it's you know open to this to discuss right. at least or to you know to feel how i feel because the way i feel is like I cannot do both, you know. It's I felt like I have to do one or I have to do the other, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like only only people who have experienced that will know how you feel. Right, right, well, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that point, is that when you found coming out ministries first? When you were trying to that's right. Yeah, before that, I want I want to go through this sort of crisis that I went here, you know, like when I came here, when I was in, in Venezuela, I have like a mix of friends, you know, I have my family, I have a secure base. 
I never realized how much I never I'm the type of person like that um when I jump into a race or when like I don't think about it I don't go through those feelings I don't reflect on that I just do it you know I just do it and I sort of switch off that I switch off that button but then what you do what you actually do when you do that is you you disconnecting yourself from you know like from the emotions and that affects you that still affects you so I never took the time to that process you know that morning process that people say usually say oh my god I migrate I miss my family I never went through that so I think I, I, I went through all that three years ago when I went okay. through this crisis, I broke up with this person um, and I wasn't happy. I wasn't in a, in a happy moment in life. Like I wasn't happy because I was um, we my friend, a friend of mine and, and myself would be, we build a restaurant and like. I was, you know, like running the restaurant for five years. I wasn't happy at work. I wasn't happy with my spiritual connect, my, you know, my spiritual relationship with God. I wasn't happy because I was already 33 and I wasn't, you know, open to my family. So, and then I wasn't happy because the gay, the, the gay community, sorry, um, the gay community, um, it's just, it could be very toxic, you know? Like you yeah. could have very toxic and very and and that's and and as someone Christian that have the knowledge of God, you don't want to sort of live that life. You want to live a life which is kind of in between, you know, kind of a normal life. You that's what right. you well well normal is a tricky word, but I will use <laughs> normal in like and this is a balanced life. Like sure. like have you want to have everything you know you want to you want to have a relationship but you also want to you know have like friends that not necessarily they they in drugs all the time or drinking alcohol all the time or like partying all the time so that's sort of that was the sort of friends that I was having and I had an issue with that I mean no no I don't have an issue that they do that but I have an issue that I was that person you know and and um and then that's when I, I I just went through this I was I would call it a breakdown or big moment of you know realization, and then that's when I start going to the the, the psychologist and sort of start looking for other options and then coming out. It was good because um I I I I think it was part of the process and and I, I just it wasn't until now that I I see I and I don't know why I never found SDA kinship right, right I don't understand why I think God didn't mean to show me that at that time so show me coming out and I hope I saw these big testimonials and all this you know and I was like oh that's that's cool and I try to live by that those standards you know. And I pray to to God a thousand times. Change. Sure, me. exactly. Please, yeah. Please, I don't want to feel this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do it. You do it for a few months and then you fail because and then you start jumping to the apps again because you need to meet people, you know. And it you actually need community. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I I I shot everyone. That was me. I shot everyone. You know what? I'm going to leave my dude, but this is standards because if that's what God's word says, that that's gonna going to bring me happiness. He needs to make the change. And it's a challenging God. And I don't know if you have moments in your life when you're sort of fighting God, you know, like arguing with God. I do that all the time. 
right. especially when I'm in crisis. And I was like, you need to change this for me. And the amazing thing, Flood is it, it changed everything around me. It changed my work. I started working for the for a local university as a as a lecturer. I was like, I was getting in, in the peak of my career, in the best moment that I have, you know, during all these 10 years. Right. Uh, but he didn't change that. And the interesting <clears throat> thing is I went to this gay bar one night. I was I wasn't even open to people to date anyone because I no, I don't want that. But that was just me against it rather than God, you know? And then I was like, God, if you want me, and that's exactly the prayer that I that I, I did to him so many times. If you want me to believe in love, in real love, in this, you need to do that work. You need someone coming from nowhere and do this work, big work, because I'm not going to do, I'm not going to move one finger. And that's exactly what he did. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's quite interesting because I went to the bar, this bar, and then this guy started like staring at me and I was like, oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But then I, I didn't pay attention. I just left the bar. Like two weeks after, I got this message through um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was that this guy uh, saying... Wow. Uh, saying he sent me this long essay basically <laughs> saying that he saw me in the bar and you know like the the chances that that happened in the right. gay community yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much none right exactly like a long essay and like in the current society in general someone showing that much interest in you mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what he did you know he he sort of pursued me and like he wanted to date me and like um, and then we start day. I like I, I say, look, we can be friends, and then we go from there. You know, I sort of treat it as, as a, as a any Adventist, um, you know, kind of yeah. relationship. Right. That's how we right. start, right? Friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have the concept. I have the foundations. As I, I said, I said to God, look, I'm gonna treat it. I'm not. I cannot. I'm gonna treat it as as. As I will do it in church, you know, mm-hmm. if I will be dating someone else. And that's exactly what we did. We started like sort of, and then um, we last like a year, but it was probably the health, it was one of the healthiest relationships and the more beneficial relationships for me. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. We broke up, but it helped me a lot. It was the person that I needed at that time to show me all these different things right. and to sort of challenge me you know mm-hmm. challenge that part where i needed to because i went from one stream to the other you know when in life when you go to one stream to the other to the stream of being this person who does all these different things while patting that to the other stream yeah. of being beta you you don't do it anymore but you beta you alone you like right you know and then i was like no i need to find a, a middle ground and then mm-hmm. I started going to the psychologist and then I sort of start seeing things from a different perspective. And that's when SDA can shift happen. Wow. Long story short, coming out didn't work out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't buy it. You cannot live with the standards. Um and and I hear recently a a, a sermon about 
Like if God want to ch- want, want you to change, he will change you. But I don't right. think that's the case. It has right. to be my case. I mean, we've I, all prayed has, and prayed and it didn't happen. So It didn't happen. He has the power to do it. He has definitely, he could do it. You know, he can click his, 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 his right. thing, like change you like an instant. But if it doesn't happen, it's because... It doesn't it's mean not. for you to happen in that way. That's not, and, and I believe, a female belief in those people who claim that God had changed them, good for them, you know, it had changed it, but it hasn't been my case. Right. Hasn't been my case. So did you uh, Google kinship or how did you, how did you stumble across SDA kinship? You know, recently I was like, mm, um, I was just like, ah, because that's the story, right? I've been dating this person for one year now. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the moment when you have to show him what you believe, because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know what is going to happen. That person is not going to understand you. And like, that's a big, important, like an important part of my life. And then I thought, you know what? But then he has his own experience with the church, uh, a Christian church. And he feel same, you know, felt like discriminated and all that. So I started looking for a church and I thought I need to find a church because then I'm turning a church here. Even mm-hmm. when it's not open, I'm, as I said before, I have this ability to switch off. Yeah. And I just, yeah. you know, I only take the good. I go in there because I believe in God because I have this connection with God. But then it's, it's sort of, uncom- we don't discuss, uh, um, we ha- even have a group of friends Um they're all married they have kids mm-hmm. and the one it's i think it's a secret in in silent okay like like in gray voices like they know that i'm gay but they don't just don't really, talk about it we don't talk about it and i'm fine with that you know but then i don't think my my partner will be fine with that so i start looking for you know for churches and i thought you know what there should there should be something out there and it's that's that's how I I I found um I found I think the Facebook group or the Instagram, and then I start googling and then um, that's when I contact you. I try to go, um, but you don't. Unfortunately, you don't have a location here. Right, right, right. We have um, several members, but uh, not a not. And with the pandemic, it's really hard right now to to get together in person. Hopefully, yeah. that'll change. Yeah. Are uh, you near Sydney? S- or where are you close to in Sydney? Sydney or? Yeah, in Sydney, yeah. Okay. In Sydney. Okay. Yeah, Sedland. Um, yeah, uh, someone in the group um say that there is um a church that is open, but um I wanna try that, but it's a bit far from here. Mm-hmm. Um from where I live. So um but anyway, I've been I've been listening to all these different, you know, topics and discussions and like I'm like wow like i'm converting i like i'm, I'm just leaving that first love yeah, <laughs> again yeah. kind good, of thing. good. Re- awesome. rekindling with god because how could i miss that you know how mm-hmm. how could i allow others to interpret certain things in the way they interpret it you know right Right. How could I allow that? And I think it's really important. And the reason why we're here and I'm and, and telling all this is because I want things to change. I want people, I want gay people or LBG, 
I don't know what it stands for. And mm -hmm. um, all the, the letters be inclusive, you know, like right. church. Amen. We need to discuss about this. We need to talk about this because what is happening is like people are going to other parts to find that happiness. And they had that happiness, the, 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 the thing is that that happiness is not there, you know? Right, right. And I experienced that, you know, I try it, but you don't, mm -hmm. you find this emptiness, this, this, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who feel the same, you know, they just want to have a balanced life, a life that is healthy, you know, we all are spiritual and they need this, but they don't want to be, and that's something that they know for children, and they're stronger in that sense. I think I, mm -hmm. I sort of um, compromise that a lot. I compromise being myself, being bisexual, in the church but there are people right. who don't want to go to a church when they feel discriminated or when they mm -hmm. feel like they want to be inclusive so um i think that's the reason why i came here because i want to Great. you know tell the world that you can do both and that's exactly. not gonna change. that's yeah. not gonna change god is always going to be there for you always you, mm -hmm. you cannot doubt that you know like I have the biggest, I can tell you, I think I pretty much have told you three, at least three testimonies today. <laughs> like how yeah. God took me from, you know, like he basically brought me to Australia. You know how hard it is for a Venezuelan to come to Australia. So I feel yeah. like any mother, you know, it's really hard to, to come <laughs> here to this country. It's really hard to um, make your career happen. You know, it's really hard when you speak a second language. You're always part of the minority, the minority. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. you have a, you're in God's side, you're not part of the minority. You're part of miracles, big exactly. changes in life, and that's Amen. me. You know? And and people, um, people, some some people pray me for that. But the reality, the the only, of course, I don't my work, you know. But the only credit, it's for God, you know. That's the mm -hmm. one who deserved that credit because that's the one who made it happen, you know. Like it made happen this coincidence. Or this, right, you, right. Know, you know how God works. Uh. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see he's definitely been working in your life and uh, just putting all the pieces together for you. So I'm, I'm very, very happy about that. Yeah, yeah. So if you had uh, one closing parting word for other LGBT people out there, Adventists who are trying to put the pieces together and make it fit, what would you tell them? I will tell them that um, we all need to do our research. We all always need to compare how you were, what you were experiencing before mm -hmm. and how would you feel if you try this new approach? Because it's hard, you know? Changes is, are always something, are, are something challenging for us. As humans, we very, it's very challenging for us. So if you want to make a change, make sure you, you're factual about it. You do your research. You can see a lot of, um, I did it as well. I, I watch a lot of um, conversion therapy um, documentaries and right. like how all these people have been affected by this, you know? Um, you can you can compare it with yourself. Have you have you tried to change and have you, have you changed? Mm -hmm. Have you asked, have you prayed to God and it has to be possible, you know? And you need to sort of come to terms with that, you know? But I would say first do do your research and sort of put yourself really 
in the hands of God. Like, mm -hmm. you know, tell him, show me what you want to, what you want from me. Because it gets to a point when you get like you in the middle of that crisis, desperate. That's that, that would be my, really put yourself in the hands of, of the hands of God and be open to do your research and be open to do those changes because they are changes. They wow. changes for, you know, to come to terms to yourself yeah. and to your own happiness that's will be my thoughts awesome beautiful testimony thank you very much sergio for uh for being with us today i i appreciate that and hopefully we can have you back uh at another time and sure. uh hear the the continuation of the story so thank so you thank for you. inviting me have yeah, a good day yeah thanks everyone for sharing with us today we hope that today's podcast was interesting and has given our listeners some things to think about. Seventh-day Adventist Kinship is the only LGBTQIA plus affirming community for current and former Adventists. We welcome not only the Rainbow Alphabet members, but also parents and family members who want to learn more about how to support their loved ones and supportive allies who stand with us to make a difference in our church and in our world. You can check us out on the web at sdakinship.org or follow us on social media at SDA Kinship. If you have any questions or comments, uh, or you can email me at info at sdakinship.org. Or if you have a comment for Sergio, I'd be happy to forward those on to him. And we look forward to having you with us on the next podcast release. Thanks everyone and have a great day.